The rumors are flying, the money is drying, and the pinside babies keep on crying. So on this episode 507 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, let's talk about some rumors. Let's talk about what we're hearing is going on in the pinball world. We really haven't shared some of the stuff I've been hearing behind the scenes, and, and I'm just going to do that now. Let's rip off the rumor band-aid and get right to it. So Jersey Jack Pinball, this is the rumor that I'm hearing, and I heard this on Poor Man's Pinball Podcast, and I also heard a little rumor about when Guns N' Roses is going to be released to the world. Now, they are reporting that Guns N' Roses will be revealed this Friday, this Friday, like in two days, people, that Jersey Jack Pinball will show the world Guns N' Roses. Now, that's an interesting date for one reason, and that is because this is the weekend in which the pinball media are going and traveling to Deep Root Pinball to get all of their inside stories and behind-the-scenes look at what's going on at Deep Root. So will Jersey Jack Pinball reveal Guns N' Roses to the world the day before all of the media hype happens with Deep Root Pinball. Now, remember, Deep Root's date is 921, which is Monday, I believe. To come out the Friday before and steal the thunder away from Deep Root Pinball and Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland, that would be a very aggressive move on the part of Jersey Jack Pinball. Now, it's also kind of like a little bit of a strange move because they don't need to really worry about Raza with Guns N' Roses by Eric. It's more Avengers and Keith Elwin's game that they'll be competing for sales with, and Stern's been just gobbling up sales with that game. I mean, the, the, the latest stream... I think pushed more people in on the game than before. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But man, will this happen? Now, here, here's what I'm hearing. Here's what I'm hearing. I don't think that Guns N' Roses is going to be revealed to the world this Friday. But I want to caveat that because, because there's a difference between an announcement and a reveal. Now, I think they might announce, officially announce that Guns N' Roses is coming out this Friday, but I don't think you're going to see the game this Friday. Remember, Stern always does those like teaser videos in which they tell you what the property is, but you don't see the game yet. So that might happen this Friday. But here's when I think Guns N' Roses will be revealed to the world, when you'll actually get to see it, buy it, and order it. I don't think it's going to be then. And here's here's the information I'm getting, and th this is the facts that I think lead me to believe it's going to be a little bit later in September and might not even be in September. So here is an email that went out to Jersey Jack Pinball distributors this week. And so this leads me to believe that it's going to be a little bit later. They wrote to their distributors the following. Please read over the distributor agreement. Sign an email back to me by Monday, September 28th. The updated warranty will go into effect for any JJP game purchase after September 30th. Okay, so think about that. Why are they asking distributors to sign a new warranty agreement that goes into effect for any game that is purchased after September 30th? I'll tell you why. Because Canada's Pinball Podcast is here to tell you that what I'm hearing is the rumored release date for Guns N' Roses is going to be October 1st. So that is Canada's Pinball Podcast guess on when Guns N' Roses will be revealed. I like this. We've got the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast saying it's this Friday, which is great. But we might both be right because here is what I think is going to happen. I think you might see a teaser announcement or, or some sort of like 
a confirmation that Jersey Jack Pinball's next game is Guns N' Roses this Friday. I think they might sneak out something right in front of Deep Root's big reveal. You know, they could do something simple like Retro Atomic Zombie Adventurelands. Like, who wants to hang out in an Adventureland in a graveyard when you can be in the jungle, baby? Like, that's all I would say is you could totally punk that entire launch by saying, you know where you are, Deep Root? You're in the jungle. I've also said it would be really funny if Ken Cromwell and the communications team over at Jersey Jack Pinball, we would like to thank Robert Mueller for thanking Jody Dankberg that there is no competition in pinball. Get ready to enter the Paradise City, baby. You're, you know, something like that. Like, it would be so funny. I love all the smack talk happening. I mean, there is a lot of smack talk happening. Now, and as I said, like, when I came back, I said, look, Stern's already hit a home run with Avengers. So, and they're not even talking any smack. And that's like, that's the sign of a mature company, a, a successful, mature, professional company. They're not talking any smack. They're making money. The games are already on the line. Avengers will be unboxed probably by the time we even see Guns N' Roses. And they're just they're just doing their thing. And they're off and running. Everyone else is like talking smack behind the scenes. Well, it's not everybody else, really. I mean, but you have to say that Jersey Jack's teaser video when Ninja Turtles came out, like you asked for innovation, that's a smack-talking strategy, all right? That was a smack-talk moment, and they never backed it up. But I'm here to tell you, and, and you know this, I feel so confident that they're going to back up any smack talk with Guns N' Roses, and I can't wait for you guys to see the pin. Now, there's still people saying, I don't think Kaneda's seen Guns N' Roses. I don't think he has anything on it. Like, he's just lying to you. Here, I'm not going to spoil the release of the game. I'm going to give you one very simple fact on the game that's not going to spoil anything, but that will just be proof that Kaneda's been sitting on this game for almost two months and hasn't spoiled it for anyone out there. And this is one element of the game where as a diehard Guns N' Roses fan, I'm like, ah, you know, I don't know why they did that, Um, but it still looks amazing. In the artwork on Guns N' Roses, uh, in in all the old Guns N' Roses sort of illustrated art, Axl Rose was always the redheaded frontman of Guns N' Roses, right? Now, he goes back and forth between having red hair, dirty blonde hair, but it's, you know, for the most part, he's known as the Auburn redheaded, like Irish frontman. His name's William Bailey. W. Axel Rose. So in the game itself, it was just interesting that on the play field that Axel's hair is blonde and he's in the middle of Duff and Slash. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I would have liked Axel's hair to be red, but you'll see. You'll see. I know why they went blonde with it. And it looks amazing. And that's all I'm going to say. And I know some guys are like, well, he, of course. Oh, come on. Who would know that? Who would know that Axel Rose's hair isn't red, it's blonde in the game, okay? So eat it, all you doubters out there. That's all you're going to get. The game has more than one flipper and more than one leg cabinet, and I can't wait to see this game in action. Again, I talked to someone who has a video of it, and they're just gushing over it, and it's going to be real soon. I think what's funny is we can honestly say within two weeks, we're all going to get a chance to look at Guns N' Roses. So Kaneda is saying October 1st, with a possible teaser this Friday to stick it to Deep Root. Let's see how that happens. We only got two days to go to see if poor man's prediction of Friday is correct or not. All right, so that's what's going on at Jersey Jack Pinball with what we know. Now, let's go into the rumor mill. Let's talk about what I'm hearing could be the next titles from Jersey Jack Pinball. Everybody knows about Toy Story. 
There is no, there is absolutely no mystery about Toy Story. But what is after Toy Story? Eric's been done with Guns N' Roses for almost a year. What is he currently working on that is going to be the game after Toy Story? Now, I'm here to tell you on Canada's Pinball Podcast, this is what I'm hearing the game is. And it's a big one. And it's a juggernaut. And it's a game that if they get the timing right for once, if they finally get the timing right and release this thing with what's happening in the real world, they could have a huge, huge hit on their hands. Here is what I'm hearing the rumored game is after Toy Story that they inked a deal for, and it is the biggest movie franchise in the world returning uh, for its sequel and trilogy and fourth installment, and you guessed it, it is Avatar. So I heard that Jersey Jack Pinball is working on Avatar as their game after Toy Story. And so Avatar, the movies are coming out. They were a little bit delayed, but that's great because the movies have been delayed and Jersey Jack Pinball is always delayed. So that is what I'm hearing could be the next game from Jersey Jack Pinball after Toy Story. There's another theme too that I'm gonna throw out there that I know Jack was aggressively going after. First of all, let's talk about Avatar because I know some people out there are gonna say, well, Avatar has been done. Like, why would they do another Avatar? Well, look, the reality is Avatar came out a long time ago. And these new movies are going to be humongous, humongous blockbuster hits. And let's let's face it, like the stern version of Avatar never set the world on fire. I mean, it was a decent game, not an amazing game. And who wouldn't love to see the world of Pandora brought to life in Jersey Jack format? Now, what's interesting about the new movie coming out is so much of the new movie takes place underwater. So imagine Jersey Jack Pinball trying to recreate something like that like how do you sort of bring that underwater element into a pinball machine and maybe do something that's never been done in pinball for the first time i mean i would love a lower play field that actually had like liquid inside it that you you find a way to make something cool happen down there i don't know but i know this who out there wouldn't be excited to see what eric would do with avatar okay i mean think about all the different ways you could do the you know the colorful black lighting with the world there the underwater surreal like nature the the characters the ships the mechanisms everything about that world of pandora could be really really neat with this game all right So will Avatar be the game that Jersey Jack does after Toy Story? I don't know. Again, it's a rumor. It's a rumor, but you heard it here first on Canada's Pinball Podcast. The other title, then this is when I was interviewing people who were at Jersey Jack Pinball back in the day. The other title that I heard Jack was aggressively pursuing to land the theme, and this is a weird one. This is a weird one. It's an arcade game that Jack wanted to make a pinball version of a classic arcade game and Jack really wanted to get the license for Pac-Man. So imagine a Jersey Jack pinball Pac-Man pinball machine. Now, the, I don't get as excited about that. We've had that combination uh, with the Pac-Man pinball machine before. Pac-Man is, is a really old franchise. I mean, was it, 81, maybe 80? And so I, I don't know. I don't know. Pac-Mania isn't really culturally still relevant. I mean, Pac-Man took over the world back in in the 80s, but it really hasn't carried over, right? Like you haven't seen Pac-Man remain relevant the way Mario has and the way even Sonic the Hedgehog has and and Zelda, right? Pac-Man is still Pac-Man from back in the day. And I think Pac-Man speaks to a much older demographic. And I also like, it, it could be cool 
But man, I, I'd much rather have, I, I'm going to say it, I'd much rather have like a Wreck-It Ralph pinball machine than a Pac-Man pinball machine. I think there are a ton of Disney themes I'd rather them go after than Pac-Man. So that is the other one that's a rumor. Now that that just might not happen at all, but I know that that's what Jack was thinking of doing. And, and part of me thinks that that's an actual uh, fact that he was going after that because Jack kind of still was living he's always like kind of living in the past like he did Pirates of the Caribbean simply because uh, the pirates sold so well for Stern so you know Pac-Man Avatar and the last rumor I want to sort of talk about is the continued rumor about why there isn't more Pirates of the Caribbean being made and Kiefer Keith Johnson went on to pinside again and explained why this game is not being produced again and he said this on the buffalo pinball stream and and just to paraphrase what he's saying he's like look when the game came out there was no demand for it i mean the games were sitting and everyone sort of bailed on it after Discgate and after the the treasure chest didn't open up and the games sat for months i mean you could have walked in and bought a pirates of the caribbean le and ce for months they just sat there they weren't selling people weren't buying it and so ultimately they made the decision not to order more parts after they made a thousand of the game then what happens they make a thousand of the game people realize it's a good game it's a deep game it's a lot of fun for home buyers they consider it a masterpiece because of how deep it is and then all of a sudden more than a thousand people want the game and now because people know no more are being made all of a sudden there's all this new demand. But what Keith is saying is that when they were available, where were you? You didn't buy it. You didn't want it when you could have it. You only wanted it when you couldn't have it. And we can't we can't order parts based upon that kind of consumer reaction. Now I'm here to tell you right now that what Keith is saying is true. And the other thing, and this again, I learned this in my interview for episode 500, you want to know the real reason why? Like the real reason why they're not making more Pirates of the Caribbeans. And it's, it's, it's very similar to what Keith is saying. The real reason why, and this is, again, this is what I heard in interviews, is that Leonard was annoyed that people didn't buy this game when they had the chance. And he has an attitude that's like, if you didn't want it when we were making it, then screw you, we're not making more. And some of the reasons why they're not making more is some of that spite of just like, you had your chance, I gave you the chance to buy it, and now, now you want it? Now we have to go remake it all over again just to appease you? No. And he, I think he kind of has this attitude of, you know what? Screw it. Like, the people who supported us and went in on it, I'm glad those people now have these super expensive rare games, and they're always gonna they're always gonna be rewarded for trusting and believing in my company. And everyone else, screw you. And the reason why all of the people saying they're so stupid for not rerunning it and they can make all this money, yeah, but here's the thing, people, he doesn't need the money. So I kind of applaud the fact that Leonard is just kind of like you had your shot, you passed up on my company's product. Screw you now. I don't need your money. We're going to move on to these next games. And maybe in the future, you won't sleep on one of our titles and you'll understand you should have trusted us and gone in on it. And I think that's the attitude happening over there. And I think Keith is giving us like 75% of the reason. And that's the other 25%. And so they may never rerun Pirates of the Caribbean because they don't have to and they might not care to. And that last part's the interesting one. They might not care to do it. 
even if you're moaning and groaning, you want it. So what? They don't care and they don't need to care. And they gave all of you a shot to get one. Everyone out there who wants one now, you all had a shot to get one. I could easily have gone into like automated and they were sitting on CEs in boxes for months, for like eight months, those games were sitting. Okay. So that is why we may never see pirates again. All right, Deep Root Pinball, Rumor Mill and Deep Root Pinball. So the question is, the question is for this reveal happening this weekend, what will we see from Deep Root? Will it be just one game or will we see more than Raza this weekend and going into Monday? Because they have way more than one game being worked on. I mean, remember, over all the years of Deep Root, they've got J-Pop, they've got John Norris, they've got Barry O, and they've got... Uh, why am I blanking on the last one? Uh, Dennis Norman made some games for them. So that's four of these iconic yesteryear designers. Now, the questions remain. Do these old guard gentlemen have one more hit in the tank or many more hits in the tank? Clearly, they know a lot about pinball design, but none of them have had a, a pinball hit anytime recently. I mean, the only one really is Nordman with Elvira and he's out at Deep Root. So did he design enough of a game that they have currently? Now, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to tell you in the rumor mill with Deep Root Pinball. Now, I know for a fact, I know this is not a rumor. I know for a fact that Deep Root Pinball has a juggernaut, and I mean juggernaut, 80s property license. They have a juggernaut one. And I think Robert alluded to this uh, months ago, maybe like over a year ago. He said, like, we just found out we secured a license that we're all really excited about. And yes, they should be really excited about this license. This movie is from the 80s. It's a movie. And all of you love it. All of you love it. And it is going to be the game when they make it. It is going to be the, the theme that you would all buy without even seeing it. It's that big of an 80s property. And I'll just say this, no, it's not Gremlins. I'll just start there, no, it's not Gremlins, okay? So let's stop with the Gremlins talk. I'll say this, It's it, this movie takes place between 1982 and 1988, all right? So we'll start to de deduct it down from there. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, and I'll tell you why I'm not gonna tell you what it is, because a, a few reasons. I wanna see if they make this part of their reveal this weekend, and I wanna give them that. They, they've, they've had so many years of building this ship. I don't want to spoil their launch, okay? So I'm going to give them that. Now, the other part is this. I don't, I don't want to get sued by Robert and the whole... But look, again, this is not... If I hear what a title is that you're working on and I talk about it, you there's nothing, there is nothing illegal about that and sharing rumors. But the problem is this. The problem is this. I could see them complaining that me putting out their future titles is going to prohibit or, or limit their ability to generate excitement and hype for retro atomic zombie adventure land. And I, I whatever, it, it's, it's not completely different target audiences for these games. Now that is why knowing that they have this juggernaut movie license that they could sell thousands of games off of. And they and that's going to be the plan for that theme. Like, But that's why I think these J-pop games are going to be super limited, super rare, super expensive, because this is not meant to be the volume driver. It's the value driver. And by value, just price. I think this game that we see this Monday or Sunday, this one's going to be for the collector. It's not going to be for everyone. The other one's going to be for everyone, the collector and the mainstream and this and that, and it's going to get a ton of press when they finally bring that game to life. Now, 
what I haven't heard, I haven't heard is like, well, what, what's in the game, this, this juggernaut game. But, but that, again, the question I have is, is it smart to have such a blockbuster theme and not come out of the gate with that theme. It reminds me of launching Highway Pinball with full throttle when you had Alien. Like, why didn't Deep Root direct everyone's attention to the blockbuster theme and come out of the gates with it? Because it's a theme that's like just as big as Ghostbusters. Like, it's it's like that kind of take my money now. And so maybe they just want to get, you know, their feet wet with making their first game like we got to just figure out manufacturing and what let's let's learn all the mistakes on john's game so when we get to this game it's going to be the home run knock it out of the park like you know we told you so and i think it's this game that has robert making all these bullish like brazen comments because he knows he has something that all of you want and and he he needs to get to it though and that's why when I talk to him, I do get the sense that like we just need to get past Raza. If people know what we have in the pipeline and we can get there, like we can be very successful. But you can't avoid the fact that there is no way that the fiscal balance sheet at Deep Root is looking good right now. How does he make up for all of these years of development when nothing has been manufactured? And how do you how do you do that? History has shown us that. You know, they're, they're, they got to climb out of a big hole right now financially. There's just no, the, because nothing's come in. I mean, it's years of salaries and rents and R&D costs and nothing's come in. Now, I'm glad that they finally will have something for sale. But the question remains, like, Raza's going to have to be manufactured and out the door to customers pretty damn quickly after they reveal it. And the other thing is the response to it has to be good, right? People need to open up these games and find a quality machine, you know, out in the wild or in their home. Like if people open up these machines and there's issues and they're not working right, that could create real issues. Now, the other thing is, we haven't talked about this, internet connectivity with deep root machines. Will they have internet connectivity? I mean, if this is all about innovation and pushing pinball forward, I hope they have some sort of internet connected plan with these games. All right, so that's the thing at deep root. You're gonna get Raza like just in a few days, but they've got something huge and I'm not sure they're going to reveal it yet, but I think they might. I think they might, but they don't even have to show you the game. They could just say, we have this theme and it's a huge 80s movie that you're all gonna want. All right, I can already hear Robert being like, don't say any more, Chris, don't say any more. But man, Deep Root's gonna be a player if they can get this stuff together. Chicago Gaming Company. Uh, I think they need to call this company CDC, Chicago Delaying Company, because I honestly, I don't even, I, I'm looking at my notes right now and I wrote nowhere to be found it feels like pinball just isn't Churchill's priority. Cactus is the next game. Then what? I wish they had cadence and momentum as a company. You know, and I, I did. I emailed Ryan White over at CGC. I said, hey, Ryan, any update? Just something to like report on? Something to talk about? Nothing. He never replied. So I don't know what to tell you with, with Chicago Gaming Company. I think every like once a year, once every 18 months, they're going to swoop in with a game. And most likely it's going to be a game we've seen before. And I don't really have much faith that they're getting other stuff together. I mean, where is it? It's just, they're, they're just, they're missing out. They're really not even at the party. All right, so American Pinball. I was trying to find some information on Hot Wheels. So, so, so far, like Hot Wheels has been out since March. It's pretty much a problem-free game. 
it hasn't I haven't really seen many issues with the game it's number 39 right now on the Pinside top 100 and people seem to consider it the best American pinball game to date which is great but one thing I was looking for was just a club thread like is there a club thread for Hot Wheels because I don't see that many unboxings and I am curious how successful this game is because remember when COVID hit and it was really hard to get any game this game was available this game was available for purchase and I just haven't seen that many people pull the trigger on it. Do you think Hot Wheels will have sold a thousand games for American Pinball? Remember, that was the cutoff point in which they start making money, 1,000 games. Um, if you were to ask me, I don't think it's gonna reach it. I still don't. I still don't think there's enough in the game for them to sell a thousand of them, especially when Ninja Turtles Pro came out right around the same time and had a lot more in it. So we'll see. I mean, I want American Pinball to look at what's been successful. And I think they need to go back to putting more in the games and they do need a license theme. And I just don't know what's next. I really, I don't know what's next for them. It, I think they're gonna come out with another original theme. And I think that's gonna be problematic with what's been happening in pinball lately. All right, so Dutch pinball. So Dutch pinball, we don't talk about them much because they're off there, they're quietly getting it done. They are quietly still making these games. They are moving into a bigger space so they can hire more people to make faster uh, Big Lebowskis. So I'm excited that these guys are finally like getting people their games. Now, I'm not sure how many EAs have gotten their, their game who have waited. I, I thought it was like for every 10 or whatever, then one EA was going out. The good news is this. The main difference on these EA games were these amazing aprons they were making that were all, they would light up and they were cut out. They're going to sell for everyone else that apron just without the words early achiever. So if you want that really cool lit up apron for Big Lebowski, you're going to get it. The one thing they need to do, they need to, they need to get the code better in this game. I mean, this game, it, it makes it into collections. It's a beautiful game. I would own one, but the game's too shallow and people get tired of it really fast. They need to do that. I think they also need to re-engineer some of the stuff in the game that's been problematic for people. But what excites me about Dutch Pinball quietly figuring this whole thing out, here's what excites me, and I don't know if they'll ever get there. I would love to see Barry make another game. They really put a lot into Big Lebowski, and it's still to this day, I think it stands as probably the greatest theme integration of any pinball machine we've seen in the last 10 years. And I, I would I would I would challenge you to show me another game that is theme integrated as well as the Big Lebowski. And the best part about it is they really brought the world under the glass. Where everyone else is relying on the screen, they put it under the glass. And we're gonna talk about the screen real quick for a little bit because there was a great thread on Pinside this week that, that just got a lot of attention. But before I do that, I wanna just talk about Spooky real quick because Spooky Pinball is continuing to make Rick and Morty and I think they're around like number 250, but I do need to speak directly to Spooky Pinball right now because they need to make one adjustment on these games. They've got like 500 more to make and I think they need to do something in these games to, for the rest of the people who buy them moving forward and it's very simple. And this should have been caught at the factory. This should have been caught when they were testing the game. When you turn up this game to any volume level that, and you're gonna want to because it's all about the sound with the Denisi game. When you turn the volume up, the glass on this game rattles uncontrollably and it sounds horrible and it's annoying and it detracts away from the fun of the game. And I know what the solution is, everybody does. 
you have to put a piece of like one-sided felt on the rail that the glass slides over. Okay, so that would stop the rattling. So, okay, so why doesn't Spooky Pinball do that for us? All right, why does every single person who buys this game have to fix that thing that they should have caught? And it's, it's, I mean, how cheap would it be when they're assembling these games to put that one-sided felt strip on the rail where the glass slides over? Let them do it. We should not all have to do it. Because how did they not know this thing rattles like that? Of course it does. And you're just going to pass that headache on to the customer. That is the only thing. Everything else in my game has been bulletproof. I've been enjoying it. Yes, it is for sale. I do have a couple interested parties. Uh, my friend just sold one without butter cabinet for 10 5 uh, And so 11 5 is what the asking price is. You can have it next week if you want it. And I'm just making room. It's a fun game. I've given my reviews on it. But if you want it, Canada's got one available. Number 50. You can have it next week. All right. So let's end this podcast with this thread. Why is pinball animation so basic? Right. And I'm not going to go through this whole thing. This this sort of kick the hornet's nest with some of Pinside's Hall of Famers. You know who they are. They always have to lob their opinions about everything in. I just want to say this right now. My feelings on animations in Pinball Machine are as follows. I don't think you need any animations in a Pinball Machine on a screen. I don't. I don't think what's on the LCD is that important. I think there is way too much emphasis on the LCD in all these modern games. And some of these modern games, the world that's on the LCD is the world we want to see below the glass. For me, pinball should be a physical analog thing. I want to see something underneath the glass that wows me, that the ball interacts with, and every once in a while, I want to glance up to see my score or my progress or a quick cutscene or clip that gets me into the mood or the mode and, and, and sort of sets the tone. But there's way too much. There's way too much desire by some people out there to see all these animations and complex things happening on a screen where you have to look up and take your eye off of the game itself. And I think for me, like, when, you know, when people say, well, Jersey Jack Pinball's got the best animations in pinball, I look at that like, yeah, but I also feel like the big screen on a Jersey Jack machine has been somewhat of their prison cell and has all of that. Has that big screen made Jersey Jack games more fun, right? If you think about the big knock on most of their games, it's that they're too confusing. There's too much on the screen. You walk up to it and you have no idea what to do. Like, good luck trying to explain to someone who just walks up to a Pirates what all those little boxes are, little X's are, this, that. It's so confusing and it doesn't add to the game. It, it, until you learn it all, sure it does. But a pinball machine should not have as its back box screen like a Dungeons and Dragons playing field that I need to understand all these things before I can start enjoying the experience. I'm sorry, that's not what pinball screens should do. And, and then when people look at Stern games and complain about the animations, I, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't think you need that much animation in a game. I, I think more of the effort should go on the game itself. And that's just how I feel. I mean, look at Magic Girl. I know it didn't really work, but Papa Duke, all he had was static images, and it, it didn't matter. You were so fascinated by what was on the game itself. All right, so I just want to say, everyone out there, if, you're, if you haven't seen it yet, go check out Dead Flip's stream of Avengers Premium. He did it, I believe, yesterday or a couple days ago. And I will say, this is the kind of... Avengers stream they should have done from the very beginning. Jack goes over the whole game. He explains the rule sets of the game in a way that like you can follow. 
and it just makes perfect sense to see the game this way for the pinball enthusiasts. I've also been hearing other people like talk about the streams. You know, I was talking to Travis. He's got his pinball podcast and he's done two episodes now on pinball streams. I think everyone needs to realize one thing. If you're not into pinball, you are not going to watch a pinball stream. You're not going to watch a pinball stream for more than like 10 seconds. You're going to be like, why am I watching a pinball stream? And you're going to turn it off. We need to stop thinking that these things are designed to broaden the appeal of pinball. Do you guys watch like videos on subjects you don't care about or products you don't care about? No, nobody does. So this desire to like make pinball marketing and streams uh, in a way that has broader appeal is stupid. Like this isn't, we're not trying to sell phones here or razors. We're selling super expensive, nerdy toys that should be obsolete to a few thousand men out there, or women out there who actually care. And only those people will tune in, which is why when you tune into these things, they can go deep into the geekiness of it because only the geeks of pinball care about any of this. I mean, I was hearing him, you know, Travis was saying something like, you know, like they should really explain to the dummy, like the principles of this thing during the reveal. I'm like, no, like you would not turn into a Ferrari reveal in a car and they're going to have to explain to people what horsepower is or what torque is like, no, like, and because nobody would watch a Ferrari launch if they weren't into cars. So when you get into these hyper, these are like hyper, like, passionate verticals like cars and games and watches like if rolex was doing a stream are they like well there's probably there might be some casual people who don't even like watches watching so maybe we should tailor some of this to them absolutely not so i think jack danger does do the best job of getting people excited for avengers i think you should check it out it made me much more excited for this game than the first stream I think what Stern should do is just do a launch video, like a three to five minute launch video showing all the exciting features of the game. Then have Jack do what he does best, which is walk you through the game, walk you through it like 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 a novice learning it, but he knows all the rules and he's gonna explain them to you. And, and when he was doing it, all of a sudden, I just started to appreciate every aspect of the game more. I started to appreciate the animations more. I started to appreciate the call outs, the music, everything more because I, I could follow. It just didn't feel like this everything in a blender moment in which everything's going all over the place and Raymond's like just, Raymond's going in like circles. Like Raymond was going all over the place on this game because he wasn't telling you one thing at a time. He, oh, he was just jumping all over the place and that doesn't work. Like you can't teach kids, and we're kids to a new game. You can't teach us the curriculum you know, just flipping through the book and whatever page you stop on where I'm going to explain what's on that page. And that's kind of what he was doing. So this is a great stream. Check it out. Lots of rumors. Exciting week for pinball people. By this time next week, we will have seen a lot about Deep Root. We will maybe see a Guns N' Roses teaser. Canada's Pinball Podcast, episode 507. Let's get out of here with some Axl Rose. (laughs) 